welcome to Awaken Podcast. I hope you enjoy the teaching. Well, this morning, I wanted to start with a little story and bring us back to our staff meeting on Wednesday, uh, where we, for the first time in 11 years of being a church, solidified what we call a backup plan should the sermon, a.k.a. Micah, not be able to show up. Uh, Incredibly providential timing. Um, I got a text last night saying that there were some breakthrough infections in the Witham household. Um, So uh, Micah tested negative, and yet uh, we just wanted to be safe um, enter me. <laughs> so, um, I am actually really excited for what we have prepared. It just is going to look a little bit different than, um, a sermon. And yet, like, isn't church so much bigger than just two songs, the announcements, maybe a dedication and a sermon and two more songs, benediction, go in peace. Um, So we're going to get creative today, Um, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. Before we enter into what has been prepared for this morning, I wanted to just take a moment um, to pause and maybe acknowledge some of the events of this week. Um, When things happen in our world uh, and you want to name it in a church gathering, there isn't always the perfect place to put it. Um, So we're doing it now, and I... Again, I I think it's important. Um, I'm speaking specifically to the verdict with the Rittenhouse trial. Um, I'll be really honest. I haven't followed this one super closely, mostly just skimming headlines. Um, And yet, uh, that verdict of not guilty um, hit. And I would imagine that if it hit me, uh, it probably hit other people as well. And so I, I just want to name that this morning. Um, I know sometimes when we come to church, we have this idea that when we walk into the room, like all the heaviness of the world falls off, um, and we come here to only feel good. Um, and yet, I just wonder how that honors a God that became fully human and like entered into the pain and suffering and just wondering if if maybe in fact um, we can name that when hard things happen in our world it does actually impact many of us Um, and so if you are holding any grief um, any numbness any anger um, about those things that's okay I just wanted to name that Um, And maybe a little commentary that, you know, what came out this week around that verdict verdict was also uh, Julius Jones, um, a likely innocent black man on death row, uh, who thankfully was granted clemency, um, and yet still has a long road toward justice. Um, So again, I, I think in some ways this is an example of like, the ways our nation is wrestling with what it means to be accountable, 
with what it means to have justice for all and the ways that it seems that that is not always applied equally. And so, again, just want to say that out loud um, and actually take a moment of silence this morning um, to honor the lives that were impacted by the decisions this week. Um, after that silence, I'll pray and invite God in to that space and trust that God has already been in that space. So take a moment here. God, I come humbly before you, maybe foolishly hoping and trusting in a justice and a kingdom that is bigger than our own. Pray for the pain, pray for the tiredness. Um, I ask you to keep showing up, giving us what we need. Uh, as your people, to create a world that looks more like the one that you deeply desire for us. Um, we entrust ourselves to you. Ask that to be true. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks. Um, not sure how to transition smoothly, so I'm just going to do it. Uh, as Mel had mentioned, we have been in a series over the past couple weeks on faith and doubt, uh, how these things go together, and uh, Mel kind of keenly and beautifully articulated, um, there's this way that, that doubt for maybe some of us has been kind of this thing that you should steer clear of, um, and yet what we've been journeying through together in the spiritual life is that doubt actually can also function to propel us forward into a new stage, into a new season. In fact, we are not static beings. Um, we're invited into transformation, which means that we move through all sorts of different phases. Um, and so we have been exploring like what that spiritual journey looks like and the natural and normal stages of faith that we do actually experience. Um, so we have been using this framework uh, from a book by Brian McLaren, uh, if you want to put that up on the screen, um, kind of centered on these four concepts, um, simplicity, complexity, perplexity, and harmony. And now, to be clear, what this isn't is simplicity over here, uh, which is primitive and inferior, and harmony over here, uh, which is superior. Uh, in fact, it's a concentric circle. Uh, it's, it's the process of expansion as God moves us uh, towards intimacy with the divine. Um, and so, sometimes when we talk about these stages of faith, we can assume maybe like, oh, simplicity is bad. Um, no. Simplicity is where many of us begin. And it's beautiful. And there's more. Um, so a couple markers of these four things, just to get us maybe on the same page. Uh, simplicity can often look like uh, dualism, dependence, and authority. Uh, complexity, pragmatism, independence, building, constructing the containers. 
perplexity, deconstruction, questions, suspicion, or skepticism, and finally, harmony, uh, which is marked by a unitive, integrated, generous, humble, and free uh, to encounter without the need to control. And as I have had conversations with people navigating this process and even navigating it myself, particularly with that perplexity one, um, we are not a monolith here at Awaken, and yet I think that stage of faith, perplexity marked by kind of the deconstruction, is actually a really common uh, story in this community. Um, and so when you get to the point where like you maybe have torn some things down, how do you actually rebuild it? Like is harmony actually possible? And so sometimes when you're in that space of perplexity where you've deconstructed the thing, it can just feel like you're sitting in the ruins of everything that has held you. And so there can be a grief in it. I think that song beautifully articulates uh, the grief of this thing that used to hold you up but now feels foreign. And yet, that isn't the end. And so as we were thinking about, like, how do we actually honor this series and what's been said in a way that's like, oh, there, there is more, um, we want to do that a little bit. Micah was going to have some really great things to say. Uh, <laughs> um, and yet, uh, we have a different way that I'm actually really excited for. Um, as we were thinking about, like, how do we, yeah, mark this, like, can we name that some of us are in maybe the grief and we need to be there as embodied by that song? And then, um, like, what's the vision for a way forward for hope? And there was this prayer that I encountered, um, gosh, a ways back, but as we were talking about it, I was like, oh my word, I think that's it. Um, and so, for this next, gosh, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, um, what we are going to do is spend some time in reflection on that prayer. Um, as you came in, you should have received a piece of paper um, that has that prayer on it. Uh, Kathy should be going around. If you did not get it or you need a writing utensil, just wave your hand in the air. Um, so what we're going to do... I'm going to read through this prayer, um, and then we are going to take 10 minutes where uh, you are allowed to sit, reflect on that. There are some questions on the back um, if you would like to, uh, yeah, spend some time sitting in that. You can write. Um, you can just sit in quiet as well. Um, so that's the plan for this morning. Um, Cool. Looks like folks are getting what they need. So what I am going to do is uh, read the prayer. Um, it's a little long, so feel free to follow along. Otherwise, um, if you can, has some beautiful imagery. I'd invite you um, to maybe close your eyes and receive these words. I'm going to actually 
wait till we get everyone settled. So bear with me. Again, I invite you to follow along. Feel free to close your eyes if you prefer. And receive these words. God Almighty, God the three in one, loving God, great creator. Dear God, I don't know how to begin my prayers anymore. It's not that I want to go back to the way it was when I imagined you with your chin on your hand, inclining your ear to me like a patient confessor, or like a slightly more available father who, want, who might be persuaded to give me what I wanted in exchange for good behavior. The longer I have known you, the more I have lost sight of you, which is not as bad as it sounds. We are so close now that I can't imagine you with giant ears, white eyebrows over golden eyes, massive hands that will give or take by your inscrutable will. There would have to be more distance between us for that. We are so close now that you come as breath, pulse, wind, sap, the steady humming current that weds all living things Imagine a mountain. I say to those who want to go there, one so familiar you can see it with your eyes closed. Green in the summer, bare in the winter, iridescent at sunset. It's always where it's supposed to be, right there on the horizon. You have loved it from afar. Now imagine deciding to climb that mountain, not once, but over and over again. First by the marked path, then by the deer trails, then by making your own up. One day you pray in the dry stream bed. One day you pray under the stone outcrop. One day you pray face down in the sweet birch leaves. My point is the better you know the mountain, the more intimate you become the harder it is to see it whole as something separate from yourself. You're not looking at the mountain anymore. You're not even on the mountain. You are in the mountain's life as it pours into you. This makes words hard to come by. O thou who art, thank you for green. Wake me up to blue. Receive the fine ash of my sadness. Blow a seed my way. Schooled in prayer, I hear what's missing. Clarity of separation between creator and creation. Attention to the needs of others. Admission of my shortcomings. A little more Christology, please. These days, I say so much less than that. Thank God, dear God. You don't seem to mind. 
We both like the words because they mean I'm paying attention. Though we both know the prayer is in the silence after. Ragged breath becoming steady, then still. Until I am all ears for you, here in the mountain of your presence, where I can't see you anymore. O oh, thou who art, breathe on me, and I shall be saved. Find us online at www.awakencommunity.com or on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Awaken Community or on Twitter at Awaken Community. See you next time.